Welcome to the Leadership Boost. Leadership Boost. Boosting your leadership into high performance. With your host, Sean Smith. Updating you with the points and principles to sharpen your skill so you can make a difference and have an impact in whatever leadership role you find yourself in right now. Forget the fluff and get the stuff with Sean. Good afternoon, or good morning rather, this is your host Sean Smith, you are live, well actually not quite live, but <laughs> you are being broadcast on the, in the leadership uh, group, the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group, great to have you with us, and thank you for all the members that are participating, and those that will watch later on, we really appreciate your time, and uh, your presence, uh, your your attendance to this video. It's really great. And I'm trying to do this every Monday to introduce you to world changers, transformers, just ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things, who are exceptional leaders. And today's guest is no different. He is somebody that I connected with um, about a year ago and just reached out to him and said, hey, would you mind popping an introduction or or rather a, a just a one minute quote on leadership for the podcast, The Leadership Boost, because welcome to The Leadership Boost. If you are listening to the podcast, wherever you are in the world, whatever your role is, great to have you with us. So today's guest is Mute Efe from Nigeria. He runs a, a huge uh, Facebook group. And so let me give you an introduction to him. So he is the founder of the Leadership Tribe, a online community with over 19,000 members with the vision of raising global leaders. Of course, that caught my eye because that's what I, I really, really am interested in. And that's why he's a guest today. So he's also the lead trainer at Personal Leadership Academy a Facebook-based training platform where participants are trained on various programs cutting across personal leadership, entrepreneurship, goal achieving, and understanding purpose. He is the author of several books, including The Beautiful Life, Are You Like Most People, and Get Naked Questionnaire. Currently, he resides in Lagos, Nigeria. Muti is married to Priska, and they are presently blessed with a beautiful daughter Zoe. So, Mr. Muti Efe, welcome. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Sean. I'm honored to be here. It's been, it's been good knowing you all this time. So. Excellent. I, I, I really appreciate I mean, uh, the one thing I know about Muti, he's a busy guy. And what, what, I, <laughs> what I think about Muti and, and what really struck me about him is the standard of leadership he sets and, um, you know, especially because this is a kingdom leadership equipping group, Mute, and I, I typically, I mean, just this is from my point of view, maybe it's going to be a bit of a slant to it, but I just, I find that in the church world, you know, leadership is, it's acceptable to not be a high standard. It's acceptable not to have standards. It's acceptable to just do and be anything. And when I saw you um, and I saw your group, I'm in there every day because, uh, you know, just the quality that you, that you call for 
and you push the people to is excellent. I mean, it's just really, really good. And, and therefore, the value of what comes out of there is just inspiring. Besides your own content, it's always inspiring. But, you know, you push people to give uh, um, excellent comments. Ex you, so really, what I want to say is you, you, you don't just have a group and just lead a group. You actually coach, you mentor, you instruct, you challenge, you push within the group. And I know that takes energy, but awesome stuff, brother. Awesome stuff. And, and you know, you are definitely to me an exemplary, exceptional, transformational leader. And so I'm really grateful to be connected with you and to be on, to have you here. So tell me, um, you know, what is it about leadership that has struck? Actually, let's start here. Let's start first before, let me, let me ask you this. Tell us one thing about yourself and one thing you're passionate about. Uh, wow, <laughs> that's that, um, a seminar of its own anyway. <laughs> um, personally, I have always been a big fan of leadership. Um, I think it goes back to my background. Uh, I grew up in the church world. <laughs> Many people may not know that, but I grew up in the church world. And um, at the age of 13, 14, I was already involved in, you know, in being active in my local assembly then. You know, and I had a, a pastor, Reverend Ojo Hiwere. He resides in Benin City. So I, I was a member of um, the church there. And he was. I don't know how to put it. He was the kind of person that when you see him, you think you are seeing Jesus. <laughs> that was the kind of person he was. You literally think you are in the presence of Christ when you are in the presence of this man, Ojo Hiwere. He's still in the name, he's still alive and well. So from the earliest age of 13, 14, 15, I got to understand what leadership was because I could see leadership. I could see it. It was not something I was reading then. I had not even started reading books on leadership, but I could see leadership right before my eyes. And, you know, and there was this rub-off, naturally, and that got me interested in leadership. Then I went into books with John Maxwell, you know, John Mason, and I started reading and reading. I got, it's interesting. It's, it's just what life should be. You know, and that was what actually got me into leadership, and I, 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 I developed a passion for it. That all through then, till I went to my, my higher institution, what people call college over there, or the university, you know, leadership was just my core. And I, I, I just could not stand people being below what they could be. Because I believe that for everyone, we, we are called to a higher calling. We are called to a higher standard. And I wanted to see people, you know, live out their maximum potential. There is something in us that, you know, we need to express. So that was what got me into leadership. And from my teenagers up until now, I've just been, you know, been big on leadership. Now, and this is the twist, I live in a third world country, and it's kind of, you know, kind of um, difficult when it comes to leadership because generally as a nation, we don't see leadership exemplified by those who ought to exemplify leadership. 
So there is that gap between what the people see on a day-to-day basis and what leadership should really be. So and that is where the work comes in. Someone to step into that gap and say there is something better than what you are used to. So leadership, I think leadership is, is calling people and say there is something better than here. I think that's the best way to put it. There is something better than here and I can show you. So let me take you from where you are to somewhere better that you can really get to see what life is really about. And that is what we are all called into leadership. To help people move from where they are to where they can be. And that is my passion. That is what I do every day. That's what I live for every day. Wonderful. Well, you definitely show that. Um, so, uh, where, okay, so that, that sort of grew, that, that idea of developing or leadership and began to grow on your journey as you, yeah. as you grew up and, and you went through what you, but where did the idea of developing global leaders come from? Okay. <laughs> okay, when I, I had been um, running the Personal Leadership Academy for several years, um, it used to be called School for Personal Leadership. Then I included more programs that was not just only about personal leadership. So I made it Personal Leadership Academy so you could learn all that stuff. And then um, you had to register to be part of that program. It was a, a, a program that required you paying for the service. You know, and a lot of people were registering from month to month. Then I felt that um, I could actually make this bigger. I, I got to understand how Facebook groups work. And I felt that I could, I could take this message out and help it because I had been seeing global leaders. Um, there, there is this summit that was held in, in America. 2011, I started um, being part of the video cast, the Global Leadership Summit. You know, um, there's this ministry in the U.S. Um, I've forgotten the name, but the, the program was called Global Leadership Summit, organized by Bill, Bill Heibel. Bill Heibel. So, and I was part of the video cast every year, you know, every year. And it was just amazing seeing, you know, thousands of leaders from all over the world coming together to listen to people so that they could be better than they were. And, you know, from there I felt, okay, I can also do something like this yeah, and help people understand what leadership is and also grow their leadership ability. So that was where I decided, okay, let me start a group and get people in. So they won't have to pay for this. They would just come and I'll take them right from their basic level and help them see what leadership was about and helping them see that you can actually go global. It's not only about other forms of businesses, or you need leadership to thrive in whatever you, you are engaged in. So that was where the idea of raising global leaders came from. That even though we are in a third world nation, we are in Nigeria, we can also impact lives from at the other end of the world, not just your, being a local champion, but being a global champion. So that was why I decided to go with that, raising global leaders in the leadership side. Good. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, that's like getting a real perspective on it and growing also into what your mandate is, what your vision is. So sometimes would you agree, you don't, you don't see everything when you start, but you, you see something. Never. <laughs> you never see everything. I think leadership, um, the, the leader, the first leader 
has the vision of where he's going to. He has a vision of where he wants to lead his people to. You know, John Maxwell would say the leader is the one who knows the way, chose the way, and goes the way, right? So I think as a leader, we have a vision. We have we all want to take the people to. But you can't see every step of the way. You can't see every step of the way. That's where the principles of leadership come in. Yeah, you now have to know, okay, now I've taken people on a journey, and you have to listen to the people to know, okay, what do they want? How do they want it? At what pace are they moving? So all the dynamics of leadership come in as you embark on the journey. But the vision remains the same. The method may change along the way. The methods you have to adjust. Uh, no, no pilot from the moment of takeoff to the moment of touchdown maintains just that course, right? So he has to do course adjustment as he flies. You know, he has a path, a flight path, but he always has to do course adjustments as he flies the plane. I think that's what leadership is also about. So we don't see the whole way, we don't see the entire process, but we know the vision, we know where we are going to. So as we take the people along, we are able to make that course correction. You know that, okay, this method did not work as well as I wanted. Let me try this method. This method works well, I'll maintain this. You know, what do these people want? Just like the way Moses led the people of um, Israel, the Israelites from Egypt to the Promised Land. So we have to follow the same process. The vision is there, but the method we have to adjust along the way. Awesome. Well, folk, I'm telling you, this is like really, really good value right here. Is that you're not going to see everything straight away. Uh, Muti is yeah. telling us that you will have a destination, you can see something, and that grows. But as that grows, you may have to adapt your strategy as you go along the way. There's no one set thing from start to finish that's always going to be the same. You may have to find, analyze, evaluate what you need to do in your strategy to get there. So you need to have a strategic view of how you're going to reach your vision and then apply tactical operational decisions within the context of where you are constantly assessing, analyzing on where you are going. And that's how you get to where a man like Mitty is right now. That's awesome. <laughs> really, really. I'm, still, I'm still on the journey anyway. <laughs> well, hey, that's, you know, we're all under a journey. Isn't that what leadership yeah. is about? It's about taking yeah. a journey, but taking people with you on the journey. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That, that, is, that is so powerful. All right. So um, let's talk about, um, so how have you applied this? How have you applied uh, these, these concepts to yourself within the context okay. of, we're talking about leading um, in a crisis and we're talking about leading out of a crisis. So yeah. we, the crisis is going to sort of the pandemic is going to end. We're in a pandemic right now uh, for those that are watching in, in a few decades time. Right now, this is 2020, we're in a pandemic situation, crazy, yeah. crazy yeah. times. And it's, it's really put a lot of pressure on a lot of people in a lot of areas. But um, we need leaders, global leaders right now. And Mitty, we need, we're going to need leaders to lead us out of the pandemic. How do you think how are you applying this right now for a time like this? Yeah. Um, I, one thing I've realized in my leadership journey is that 
principles never change. You know, even a pandemic does not change principles. <laughs> that's, that's one thing I've realized. Principles don't change. They are pillars. You don't move pillars from one part of the house to another part of the house because there is a tornado coming, right? <laughs> the pillars remain where they are. You were talking of the storm. So I've always been one who has always watched out for what are the principles. So I can, because if I have them right, you see, you've done 50% of the job. If you have the, 50, the pillars right, you have your principles set. Then the methods, the tactical applications, all that, you can adjust as you move, but get your principles right. Now, in leadership, one of the core principles of leadership is communication. A leader has to know how to communicate. You have to know how to listen to your people. You, know how to, you, you need to know how to share the vision, vision casting, so you, you are able to be in sync with your people. Leaders who cannot communicate, leaders who are um, at a distance away from the people, they are going to have major problems in crisis. So I think one thing that has helped me greatly in growing my tribe, leading them through this period, is communication. I am big on communication. I, 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 I say stuff, I let them know what is happening, I let my people know that, okay, this is the situation on ground. In fact, in my community, the leadership tribe, we have what we call family meetings. <laughs> you know, we have what we call family meetings that we hold on a monthly basis. I think it's only a few times that we skip a monthly family meeting. So during a family meeting session, I'm able to tell the tribe, this is where we are, this is where we are going to. But what do you think? Let me hear from you. So I get input from the people. You know, you need to feel the pulse of the people as a leader. So I get input from the members of the tribe. Okay, um, I think we are doing this well. I think we can do this this way better. We can, you know. So a leader has to know how to communicate. That is a core leadership principle. It, to me, is the number one skill a leader should possess. Because technical skills, let me um, digress a little. If you've been, I have been in the corporate world. I worked at Procter & Gamble for years. And I realized that technical skills don't take you too far. That you are very good in operating the machines. Yes, it's relevant to the organization, but it does not get you to the top of the organization. If you look at Fortune 500 companies, where do their CEOs come from? The CEOs come from sales, marketing, business strategy. You don't get CEOs from engineering, from, <laughs> you know, because a leader has to interact with people, not with machines. So someone who wants to evolve as a leader must go beyond just technical skills to people skills. You have to know how to relate with people, how to relate to people beyond just the machines that you are dealing with. So it's not about technical skills, it's about people's skills. So as a leader, in applying these principles, I ensure I know the pulse of my people. I can feel their pulse. And even in a crisis like this, the same principle applies. You have to listen. What is the heart cry of the people at the moment? 
what is their pain points? How do you address the pain points of the people? If you can do that, then you win the people over and you're able to you know, take them along in the vision that you have. So I think, to me, the, 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 the primary principle that I have maintained is communicating with my people as I share the vision with them. Yes, I'm taking them somewhere better, but I need to know how they feel along the way. So communication is my primary method. Awesome. Wow. I mean, people, listen, that is now a value bomb that uh, you don't often hear, but that is so practical. And, and that's something I've been talking about on the podcast as well, is just communication. It is the primary skill. It's the language of leaders. It's being able yeah. to communicate. And as I often say, uh, communication is the white elephant in the room. You know, it's the elephant in the room that nobody yeah. wants to, everybody wants to ignore, but it's right there yeah. all the time. You know? Powerful, powerful. Uh, you know, skills can take you so far, but the, the number one skill you need to learn, can learn, and uh, that, that will take us right into the next generation is communication. So powerful. That is such a powerful um, uh, uh, leadership value bomb <laughs> that I, I I can see right there. All right, Mitin, tell us about about why a Facebook group. What what started the Facebook group? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> the Facebook group um, was more of a business principle, right? It wasn't. Um, it wasn't one big revelation. It wasn't because um, I felt I could not do any other method. But I asked myself one question. Where will I find the people that I want? That was just the question. Where will I find the people that I want? Where are the people? And I realized that they are on Facebook. The next generation would meet them on Facebook the 13-year-old, the 18-year-old, the 25-year-old, you meet them on Facebook. So if, if you are going to get your customers, you have to meet your customers where they are. You know, Jim Rohn would always teach that you have to connect with your people. You have to, there has to be an identification. So yes, I, I could say, but um, at our age, you know, we are above the 35, above 40s. Is this, are we not too old to be on Facebook? No, because if you're going to lead people, you have to be with them. Moses had to leave, you know, where he was and go back to Egypt to go and meet the Israelites there and then leading them away from Egypt. So it's still the same principle. Here are the people, the people are on Facebook. So I have to go there and I, I instead of, then, okay, let me have my own platform outside of Facebook. Facebook has all the tools that I need. I could have set up my own website and say, come here, but it would be a drag, getting people from Facebook to my own website. So rather, I felt, okay, I will go there, set up my shop right there, you know, and get my customers to meet me in my shop right there. So they don't have to go outside of Facebook. Everything, all the content you need, you get them right on Facebook. And I think it has been something that has been helpful. Because if the people are on Facebook, then go to Facebook to meet them. For some others, their community may be on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, wherever. But for me, the people I want to reach, I find them on Facebook. So that's why I'm there with them. 
Awesome. Awesome. And okay, so so how is that facilitating you know you to be able to raise these global leaders now? Okay, um, because of the kind of content that I share, because of the kind of standard that we maintain in the tribe, you know. Um, okay, just recently I made a post in the tribe that some people are saying our standards are too high, you know. And, you know, I got a lot of responses. You know, somebody said, yes, it's high. You know, <laughs> that's why I don't comment. You demand too much of us, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know also it was interesting. You know, it was, it was like a feeler out there getting to know what they think. You know, but one thing I could tell from the majority of the comments was that they were happy because for the first time, they saw that I was drawing them to somewhere higher than what they were used to. You know, there are a lot of Facebook communities. There are a lot that you just go there, do whatever you like. You know, nobody demands anything from you. You know, but then they come to the leadership tribe, and the first thing they experience is a culture shock. <laughs> there is this culture shock that, uh, wait a minute, <laughs> what's happening here? <laughs> because, I mean, I will drive you. That's just the thing. I will drive you. <laughs> you have to. You have to meet up with our standards. You know, from the way you write. You know, people are. They wonder how I'm able to go through every content people post. It takes a lot of work, but I think it is worth it. You know, you place things where they're supposed to be words, then we have a problem there. You know, you 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 spell incorrectly, we have a problem there. You know, you address people nonchalantly, we have a problem there. You know? So I, I make sure that I help you to see that there is a better way. This is not a global standard. If you want to be a global leader, you must maintain a global standard. So from the way you write, to the way you address people, to your spellings, everything has to be top-notch. So they are beginning to appreciate it now with time. There were some people that were in the tribe for one year, they did nothing <laughs> because they just could not <laughs> understand what, what was going on here. But with time, as long as they were in the environment, they began to understand that this is how life should be. This is actually what we should be. We should be after. We need to go up. We need to you know, keep ascending and ascending and ascending. There's always a higher level. You know, I tell people you know, in the book of Revelations, God said to John, come up higher, right? Now, I tell people, let's assume John was on level one when God said, come up higher. What was he saying to John? He was saying, come to level two, right? Now, what if John was on level seven when God said, come up higher? That means he was telling John, move from level seven and go to level eight. There is always a higher level. There is no point that you said I've gotten to the pinnacle of leadership. There is always a higher level. So I, I, get, I try to make them see that, yes, you must come up higher. You may think that where you are is good enough. People address you that you are a superstar, but there is somewhere higher. Because God says, come up higher. <laughs> it's, it's just that three words. Come up higher. So when you get to the next level, God says, come up higher. You get to the next level, God is saying, come up higher. So you keep climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. There is no limit. There is no end to leadership. 
So when people come to the tribe, that is what I'm trying to let them see that you can do better than what you are currently doing. Yeah. And you definitely, you definitely are a model of that. I mean, uh, you definitely set that pace. It's evident and it's evident in the value of, of, uh, of the content that comes out of there, not just from yeah. you, but from the members as well. And really, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't joined the leadership tribe, I really want to encourage you to, you know, to, to get in on the leadership tribe. It's, it's got a different slant to what we do in the kingdom leadership equipping, but it's, it, I mean, as I say, I'm part of it, uh, it because the value is incredible. And the thing about it, here's a value bomb. This is now so far, let me summarize what I've, what I've seen here. First off, you've got to have the pillars of leadership. The principles of leadership are universal. They never change. They're fundamental. And that's what Muti builds, that fundamentals into your leadership all the time, all the time, all the time. While you have those built into your, your foundation, you've got to constantly progressing in, in going higher, getting a higher standard, excelling in what you do, using your gift, your purpose, your leadership skills, your ability to communicate, and pushing it higher and higher. Really what happens if you don't, if you don't, everything is in a dynamic process of increase. If you don't, you stay stagnant. And when you stagnate, you become like Jurassic Park. You know the movie, yeah. the dinosaurs? Yeah. You become exactly. a dinosaur. You just yeah. You have to be constantly developing. And that's what I see in your group, Muti, is the guys are pushed all the time to increase, increase, increase. You know, And, and not increase because of trying to get a higher position or a better title or, but just to be, um, and there's a, there was one post you brought out about two weeks ago, I think it was, which was the one characteristic that is absolutely necessary for, um, for leadership. Breaking barriers. Yeah. The, the, the one quality that breaks all barriers, right? <laughs> That's the one. The one quality. And, and, and you know, it's, it's amazing because, I, I use the illustration of um, Ben Carson, you know, the neurosurgeon in the U.S. He was he contested, he, at least he was one of those that aspired for presidency in the U.S. in the last election. You know, at a time when um, racism was at its peak, kind of, you know, because he was excellent at what he was doing, you could not ignore him, right? You don't take your child to a hospital and you are asking what color is the doctor. <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> you don't do that, right? Can you, you do the job? <laughs> you do the job. You don't ask what religion is the doctor. You don't do that because yeah. life is at stake. Yes. So you want the best doctor to be the one to attend to your child. It doesn't matter whether it's at the other end of the world whether it's at another religion, excellence breaks all barriers, all barriers. You know, racism, nepotism, ethnicity, it does not matter. If you are good at what you do, you're going to break through. You know, in, in, in most of your movies in the U.S., you know, you will watch this movie. At the beginning of the movie, you see a shopper flying and he's going to one remote island. And why? There is one expert there. <laughs> There is an issue that needs to be solved, and the CIA or the FBI or whatever, the defense, you know, they send a team, go and get that professor. 
that is in that school right there. Why? Because he has got the tools to solve the problem. So it doesn't matter where he resides, we are going to get him and get him out to come solve the problem. Excellence breaks all barriers. And that is just what leadership should be. We should be the one that is striving to build on excellence and build on excellence and build on excellence. Awesome. I mean, what, what value that is. What value that is. I mean, people, I'm telling you, I, I mean, that is just, I was challenged with that post for me again. And, you know, I've been, I've been on the road of, of working in leadership for 40 years and working with teams and working with CEOs. And, and when I read that post, I thought, you know what? I've got to step up. And, and my son got on board and began to help me with the branding again. <laughs> And, you know, we've got to just go to another level again, you know, because we can get stagnant. And, and just because people um, are, are quite um, happy and comfortable with status quo, they're just happy with that, you know. And so we've got to push for another level because that's when we lead to another level. And I just like, yes, I, you know, I was challenged with that as well. And it really inspired me to keep pushing um, because I, I mean, I don't know about you, you know, just talking about some of your challenges maybe you've had, but I mean, I've had times when, when I just felt like giving up. I just felt like, you know what, I'm tired of this whole Facebook group thing and I'm tired of people. I'm tired of everything. I just feel like just giving up and not doing anything. But you know, then I stumble across a muti FA and I just go, you know what, I can do this too. You know, I might be 60 year old, but I can do this too, you know? And I've got value, I've got something to deliver, and I've got an audience who want to hear what I have to say. And so I just like, I was so inspired to say, I'm going to take this again, I'm going to keep working at it, I'm going to push through, you know. But have you had challenges, Muti? Yeah, yeah, I think um, um, challenges are everywhere, and we encounter them every time. In my book, The Leadership, um, The Beautiful Life, you know, there is a chapter that I titled, um, Everybody Has Issues. Everybody. Now, but there was a statement I made that if you go to an art shop, right, and you saw a painting, it's just blue or white or yellow. Are you going to buy that painting? <laughs> just one color. And, and the, the artist is saying this is a painting. Most people are going to walk past. Because a painting, a good painting, is a combination of colors, right? You have to have the blue, the purple, the pink, the orange, right there on the canvas. Now, this is what I tell people. Problems are those colors that you see on the painting. <laughs> the problems you face, they are what color lies. They are what brings color to life. So if you want to run away from problems, then you are saying you're going to have just one color on your artwork. And nobody's going to be interested in that. Because having just white on a canvas does not make it a painting. There has to be several colors in the mix. So problems, you know, are the things that make us stand out. They are the things that give our life color. Growing my tribe has been filled with challenges. Uh, I could go on and on. There was a time I was really, I, I was also struggling with growing the tribe in terms of membership. Like I said, because I was setting a standard that they were not used to, it took a lot of time to get them to buy in. 
took a lot of time, I, I, I tell you. Because I know of tribes, I know of methods that could give you 50,000 members in one year. That could give you 100,000 members in one year. I knew of such methods. And there were Facebook communities that grew in large proportion because of the kind of methods they had. But I wanted a community that was built on values, a community that was built on principles, the community was with excellence. So it took time for people to actually embrace the standard that I was trying to pass across. And so I had that feeling that you had, that, <laughs> I mean, it's just a struggle. Okay, now let me, let me, let me go back. I had Facebook pages that I started. Um, as I'm currently on my third or fourth Facebook page. I, I, I had to end the first one, end the second one, because I felt I was not getting the results <laughs> that I wanted. I ended them, I'll start another one. I'll find out okay, what is not working, I'll end that, start another one. Because we all desire growth. I think there is something in us that desires growth. You know? But I realized that if you hold on, if you have your values right, you have your foundation set, it may take a while, but the people will come. I recently, I recently shared about um, the dancing leader um, on a video that I did just in a day, yesterday, Friday, yesterday, you know, of this dancer, on, it, it was on YouTube, 2010. This guy was dancing alone in the midst of a crowd for about two, three minutes, <laughs> you know, alone. But after a while, somebody joined him, you know, and after that person, two, three minutes later, another person joined. Before you knew it, two people joined, four people joined, 10 people joined. Before you know, we had a party going on out there. What if that guy stopped because nobody joined him at the beginning? So I think leadership is something we must be ready to stay put. You have to be ready to, to stay, stay in power. Um, Jim Brown will say that one of the four ifs that make life worthwhile is if you stay. If you stay. Many of us, the reason we don't get the results we want is because we don't stay. Then if I can add this, we have to be willing to be vulnerable as leaders. We are not um, superstars. We are not void of problems. We also have issues in our lives. So we must be willing to let people see that just as you have challenges, I also have. Now, um, last year, yes, last year, um, June, July 29, thereabouts, I had an accident. That's where I lost this tooth. I broke my tooth. It was an accident, right? Now, after the accident, I was like, huh, I, I'm a public figure, at least in the online space. How am I going to show myself to people with, you know, with a broken tooth? You know, but something, something occurred to me, and it was like God was saying, if you don't let the people see you like this, they will not connect with you. They need to know that you, you also go through what they go through. There were two of us in that accident. The driver slept off. We were in an, an Uber car. So he slept off on the steering, and we rammed into a boulder. By the time we came to our broken tooth, hard cuts. I mean, it was a whole story, another story. Now, there were two of us, another um, social media influencer. He also has his own community. We are going for a seminar. Now, his condition was a lot worse than mine. He required surgery. He has metal rods in his legs right now. Metal rods to hold it together. 
you know, but if you see him, physically you will not know because he's dressed up. So you can't see inside of him to know the pain he's going through. Now, but mine was physical. I, I broke my tooth, you know, leading to a gap in the tooth. So I could have gotten it fixed. I could have gone to a dentist, get an artificial tooth. It would not cost me anything more than $300. You know, and I would still get that done. But I held on for a while because I wanted people to know that it is not about how you look. Leadership is not about your physical look. It's about the value you add to people. So even though I had this, they could see it, it did not affect the content that I was producing. It did not affect my standard. It did not affect, because who you are is different from how you look. <laughs> who you are is completely different from how you look. And if who you are is valuable, the people will come to you. The people will always come. So I decided to hold on that. Let people see me this way. Let them, because they will hear of my name, you know, Mutef, Mutef. Then they see me for the first time and they have this shock. Like, you mean this is the guy that, <laughs> that we've been hearing about? And I say, yes, because you think that you have it all bad. But we also have it bad. We have issues that we are dealing with as leaders. So just as you have your issues, we have ours. But it's not stopping us. And I, want, I don't want you to let your issues stop you. You can also add value to others in the midst of that. So if leaders will allow themselves to be vulnerable, they will connect more with their audience. And people will be able to listen more to you because they know that you also feel their pain. Awesome. Vulnerability is probably <laughs> the one big thing that can move you forward. Authenticity, being yeah. real, not being false, not having this facade that you one thing in front of the camera or one thing in front of people and living another thing in, in, the, in, the, in your private world is that you, you are who you are. It doesn't matter what you do. Powerful, powerful value bomb right there. Um, your value is who you are. If you're hiding who you are, people are not getting the real value of who you yeah. are. That you're just trying to impress them with how you look um, and, and then they're missing the true value of who you really, really are. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Uh, this is like really some really good stuff. You need to pay attention to this man's uh, perspective and his whole um, paradigm on what it is to lead in your life. I mean, if you could define leadership, how would you define leadership, Muti? In, in, in the most simplest terms, um, I know John Maxwell would say leadership is influence. Um, and that is, I think, the shortest definition I've heard for leadership. But I would say leadership is basically taking people or leading yourself, leading an organization, leading a people from where they are to where they need to be. Not where they want to be where they need to be. Because as leaders, we have a responsibility. We define freedom differently. You know, the world defines freedom as doing whatever you want, whenever you want to. I say that is bondage. That is not freedom. If you think that you just want to do anything, whenever you want, however you want, you are not free. Freedom is doing the right thing. Being free to do the right thing is true.
true freedom. So as leaders, we are meant to listen from where they are to where they need to be. And where do they need to be? Somewhere higher than where they are. Somewhere better. A better version of themselves. So we lead people from where they are to where they need to be. That is leadership. We, 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 we look, for instance, we are in a third world nation. We've seen what life is like in the first world nation. And we know that is a better place to be. The responsibility of leadership now is that even though I'm leading a third world nation, I want to lead them from being a third world nation to start thinking like first world people. Start thinking like first world people, even if you are in the third world nation. Don't let your environment hold you down. Don't be stuck in the environment you found yourself. There are people in other nations, how do they think? How do they do things? What do you need to give up so that you can start measuring up with those people? So that is what I think leadership is about. Moving people from where they are to where they need to be. That is how I define leadership. Awesome. Wow. Taking people from where they are to where they need to be. I'm telling you, that is, that is really powerful. You know, it's, it's true because sometimes people are quite happy to stay, not happy, but they, they are content in a sense to, they're satisfied to stay stuck. And, yeah, and non, I, think, I think the thing is the non is comfortable. We are comfortable with. Yes, the word is comfortable. Yeah, yes. yeah we are comfortable with yeah. the present they, environment. Because the unknown is scary. Yeah. <laughs> the unknown place is ah, scary. That's it. That's <laughs> so exactly we are, we are right. just relaxed with where we are. Yeah. So, but as leaders, we are able to tell them, yes, you, I know that place is uncomfortable, but that is where you need to be. To be. And that is leadership. Yeah. Wow. wow. I mean, that's powerful. Really, really, really powerful. Good value bombs. I'm telling you, you need to be watching this video. You need to be or listening to this podcast episode. Listen to it a few times. I'm telling you, don't listen to it once or watch it once. Listen to it at least five times, at least five times. Get out a notebook, make notes, and listen to it five times because every time you're going to get something else out of it. I am telling you, this is the stuff that, that works. This, this is, in my experience, and that's exactly why I have a guest like this on because he speaks the kind of language that we need to hear right now in this time, in this season. I'm telling you. Uh, and Sean, if right. I may add, yes, <laughs> sorry, please. just a quick one, if I may yeah. add, you know, when you said listen to it five times, you know, I was like, it seems this guy has been following me on no willing <laughs> because, you know, I, 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 I am currently listening to an audio series that was um, broadcast in the 80s by Jim Rohn. And I'm amazed that every time I listen to it, I get something new. Like, but I've listened to this thing, I mean, the entire series. Um, I, I should have listened to it like maybe like 10 times, but as I listen again, another phrase jumps out. I listen to it, another sentence jumps out. And, and so when you said listen to it five times, I said, yes, that is it. Most people just read a book once, listen to an audio tape once, watch that seminar once. Yes. But you don't get the juice. You don't get the juice until you listen to it again and again and again. So that's it, son. Listen Absolutely. as many times as possible. I, I you know, Muti, I have um, 
Okay, 40 years, 40 years of, of working with people, leading, working with teams, mentoring, coaching. And, and uh, in the 40 years, I have listened because, you know, I come from, from a poor background. I mean, my family, there was no opportunity for me whatsoever in life, none at all. And uh, growing up poor, you know, on the farm, all we had was chicken and eggs, and that was it. There was nothing in my life, no opportunity to go to school. I couldn't even finish school. I went to the military in South Africa before I could finish school, just to get out the house. So at 17 years old, I went to the military, and, and I stayed there. But what I discovered was that audio, at that point in time, it was cassette tapes, and no, I discovered cassette, no. cassette tapes. I discovered that, you know, and yeah. I, thought, I can, you know, I can because people are teaching stuff, and so I took I took tapes and I listened to thousands of hours of tapes, wow. thousands, wow. and and I brought every single day. I would wake up with it. I would go to sleep with it. I would listen to it when I'm walking. When I was sitting alone, I would listen to hundreds and thousands of hours of of teaching and lectures and when I discovered webinars and YouTube when you know YouTube came out in the 90s and and uh, late 90s I mean uh, I began to listen I think it was the 90s or the 2000s anyway somewhere around there yeah. I, you know now you, if you go onto my onto my phone YouTube is open all the time and I'm listening to lectures sharpening my skills all the time yeah. I've, I'm, I'm subscribed to about 15 different podcasts that I listen to at random times. And, and like you say, it's because, you know, it's overlapping stuff, but it gives you yes. input all the time. This is a book. Now you can look at this book. I mean, this book is my, nearly like my Bible. This is a leadership well, book by Stephen Covey. I bought this well, book for 50 cents, 50 American cents <laughs> back in 2007. And I have read it every single day since then, every single wow. day, because this stuff is transformational. You know, when I find gold, it's just like, get it, live it, get it into you and live it, apply it, make it part of what you do every single day, you know? And, and that's, it, that's what I want to encourage young guys with and just saying, Hey, don't, don't get sit on your on your laurels. Don't sit on the, the, the roses. Feel the thorns, man. Keep working. Keep developing yeah. yourself. Keep pushing. Uh, and that's what you are about. And, and that is so powerful. All right. Last last value bomb um, from Ruti <laughs> to to we we've got people listening. Uh, Pakistan, India, U, uh, Uganda, Nigeria, Kenya, South Africa, Malawi. Um, Europe, uh, England, um, and America, young and old, what one value piece of advice would you give them right now? I know it's a lot big ask, but if you could share, if you could say anything to them right now, you know, and thinking about that one young guy sitting in, in, in Lagos, Nigeria, or in uh, Lahore, Pakistan, and he's sitting there, he's got... He thinks he's got no opportunity and he's actually waiting for somebody in the world to do something for him. What would you say to him or her? What I would say to that person is leadership is about who you become. You know, in life, 
we will not always have all the cards. It may sound cliche, but it's the truth. Like you said, from a poor background, irrespective of where you are, your best chance in life is leadership. Your best chance in life is leadership. Because the world cannot stop that man that is ready to lead himself. If you are waiting for someone to hold your hand, what if that person does not come? <laughs> right? <laughs> what if that person never showed up? Oh, I'm just waiting for that person that will motivate me. Hello? If that person doesn't show up, what next? So taking the responsibility to lead yourself from where you are to where you want to be, where you need to be, is your best chance in life. And it happens through personal transformation, who you become. Wherever you aspire to be, if you can become the person, and I tell people this, you have that big dream. The reason you are not living your dream right now is because you are not yet the person in that dream. Right? <laughs> you are not yet the person in that dream. There is a person in the dream that you have, but you are not yet that person. When you become that person, that dream has no option. It has to materialize. When you become that person, it's just a principle of life. So wow. that is why leadership is so, so amazing. Because if I lead myself and I become the mute that I see in that dream, that dream will come with that, uh, with that motive, right? It's just, right. It's, it's mathematical. It's not as if it's rocket science. It's mathematical. Become the person in your dream, and the dream has no choice. Heaven cannot stop it. Hell cannot stop it. Cannot stop it. Because it's a fundamental principle. Yes. So leadership is critical. It's key. Become the person in your dream, and that dream will come to pass. That's what I would say to anybody at any time. Wow. Become the person that you see in your dream, and the dream has no option but to come to pass. Wow. That is powerful. Powerful, powerful stuff. Well, Muti, I'm telling you what a valuable interview this has been. I've thoroughly enjoyed spending time with you, sir. And I, man, I'm, I'm honored. It's just such a, such a wonderful honor to be with you. And I do really, really hope, in fact, listen, audience, I, I think you can give the man a hand for an incredible delivery and presentation. What, what a, a powerful, enthusiast, enthused, inspiring, encouraging, and challenging uh, interview and presentation from from Muti. Uh, thank you, sir. And I, I really pray and hope that you uh, will visit us again in the future. I'd love to have you on talking Anything. some more. I'll be honored. Uh, maybe we can discuss one of your books and, and, and <laughs> unpack that a little bit, you know, what how that came about, etc. But hey, uh, don't forget to uh, please comment, share, let us know what stood out to you in this um, in this interview and what what Muti shared, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And listen, if you if you pop over any any questions, I will be more than. I mean, Muti's part of the group, so he will see all the questions that come up anyway.
But if you have any questions, and uh, especially on the podcast, and you send them through to me, I will definitely pass them on to him and with your address or whatever the story is, or we'll just have a question and answer time and uh, maybe <laughs> help you with that as well. All right, Muti, super time together. And uh, thank you very much. And have a great week because this is coming out on Monday morning, of course. We are, we are recording not on Monday, but um, this will be coming out on Monday, 10 a.m. And uh, if you've uh, been with us the whole time, thank you for, for sticking with us. As I say, please give us a share. Make it a watch party. Get people involved. Invite people to listen to this, especially wherever you are in the world right now. All right. So uh, great to have you with us. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you, Muti, again, for being such an honor. guest. All right. And uh, lots of love to your family, to your wife and, and precious daughter. And, uh, and we'll meet up in the internet space somewhere again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Thank Steve. you so much. All right. Bye. God bless you, man. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye.